Hello and welcome to the Britco podcast hosted by me, Motomrayo. The Britco is a platform for conversations and community between and across the Nigerian and Black diaspora. All episodes are available on SoundCloud, Apple and Spotify. Please subscribe, follow and review and join the conversation on Twitter and Instagram. I'm really excited for season three, episode three with Angela. Angela is an international development professional working on gender equality, ending gender-based violence and increasing women's political representation with the United Nations in Nigeria. She's the convener and founder of the Fine and Dev Network at Fine and Dev on Instagram and a diversity, equity and inclusion officer at Women in Foreign Policy. Welcome, Angela. Thank you, Martin Rayo. Hi, thank you for having me. No, thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Um, you know, one of the things I'm really interested in is identity and how that sort of turns up depending on where you are. So the idea that kind of like our primary identifiers change depending on, on our environment. So, you know, I often think, for example, in the UK on the street, like the first thing people are going to see is like, I'm black. That's my primary identifier. But obviously when I'm amongst black people, then like the primary identifier could be that I'm Nigerian. And then when I'm with Nigerians, my primary identifier could be that I'm Yoruba. Like just the idea that it's always shifting. And so, you know, I'm thinking like as an East African living in and working in West Africa, I was like, I'm sure that there's it's basically a really interesting conversation that we could have about kind of your experience and and all of that so I um yeah no I'm really I'm really looking forward to that um I guess to start quite casually it's sort of you know we were talking earlier that you've been in Nigeria for about a year and a half now um mm-hmm. yeah kind of like what's the what's the experience been like <laughs> um of all the West African countries you could be in it's Nigeria so I'm, <laughs> I'm uh yeah personally invested maybe uh so it'd be really good to know yeah how's it been yeah no it's been a great experience and if you don't mind me saying obviously I'm just outside you might hear a bit of chatter from you know my neighborhood first things first connectivity issues which is why I'm outside um (laughs) but no it's been a really enriching experience it's been more than I anticipated definitely and I think for me coming to Nigeria I, I see myself, you know, you're talking about primary identifiers, etc. I see myself more as like a diaspora East African coming to Nigeria. So that is more like a black British African coming to Nigeria. Um, and so I think that's definitely been, has influenced my experience. It's, it's been maybe slightly different to a Kenyan who was coming, who's, you know, grown up in Kenya and come, came to Nigeria, whereas I sort of spent a lot of my upbringing with Nigerians and so coming to Nigeria has kind of made made everything a bit more 3D. Um, I think growing up in the UK I spent so much time catching glimpses of what Nigerian culture is or what it means to be Nigeria of course consuming so much Nigerian culture and so for me it's been weird it's been like a homecoming as well kind of patching up what I thought I knew what I what I did know and yeah it's, it's just been really interesting I've, I've loved it I love Nigeria more than I actually thought I would so yeah it's been it's been a good experience so far and something that's really interesting there as well is like do you think that part of um maybe the reason that you've enjoyed it so much potentially is the fact that like you're like you said kind of diaspora living in Nigeria it's one of the things that I've spoken a lot with family about um 
you know like when I go and the idea that like because I'm diaspora because I'm not there 24 7 um as one of my cousins Mm. said um because I can always get out (laughs) if I wanted to it kind of makes you enjoy the experience more like naturally I would say you know both of us that we would to some extent be living kind of a privileged a privileged life when we're in Nigeria um not that that takes away obviously from the experience experiences and the learnings um but do you think kind of being in that sort of UN I don't know I guess environment and like people that you're talking to um makes a difference no 100% and I think I think yeah we um, I've heard you speak about this a bit and you know engage in a bit of conversation around that idea that you know when you're coming here as diaspora or if you're coming over Easter or Christmas you know it's very easy to obviously see the 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 nice parts if you want to call it or to enjoy you know going out etc but you're having it in a small dose you know it's a bit like a it's a holiday um and yeah it's the same with me when I go to Kenya um as a Kenyan diaspora you know I'm going in and then I'm coming out um I think it would definitely be different if I didn't have the position I have like you know working with the UN um because I living with parents for instance that's also another issue like even when I go to Kenya it's not the same as when I'm out here in Nigeria you know I'm with my family with my dad um it definitely curbs your enjoyment that's for sure <laughs> yeah no I hear that it's like a level of like freedom and and that um or you don't have that kind of like parental worry like in your head when you're going out and about I guess yeah um, no literally uh, yeah. yeah yeah I mean and just to quickly add I think it's also that privilege of being you know British in as much as it's a you know as a black Brit- British person in the UK it's a different experience but coming here um being able to I don't know having this accent even though sometimes it doesn't work to your advantage but that knowledge that you know you've got another place to go to that kind of helps getting out of you know Mm. sticky situations whether that's like a security thing um or whether that's just being able to demand or or question why things aren't working a bit more that definitely comes with the privilege of being British yeah I say um, privilege of being British (laughs) yeah no I know what you mean I know what you mean though but it's about yeah it's about saying like you know we are people will see us from the UK and it means that like we do have a certain access and influence perhaps uh depending on the environments which we find ourselves in so um one of the things you said though I kind of want to pick up on um was you know like the accent isn't always (laughs) isn't always helpful um yeah so I kind of wanted to ask one Actually, maybe I should start by saying, what have you uh, found that people are, when I say respond to, is it, the, is it the accent, like, oh, you're from the UK, or is it the fact that you're East African? Oh, that's a really good question. I always feel, and I was, you know, mulling over this when I was thinking about my experience, um, when, for instance, I enter a bolt, like, like an Ubo, anything, and I'm going around, um, people look at me I haven't spoken haven't said anything they firstly they, they may see me and say oh she's evil whatever whatever prejudice they have around that, that is so interesting from. okay we're gonna get into that in a minute yeah. but continue <laughs> <laughs> no exactly so whatever prejudices they have of that that's already there then I may start speaking I'll say good evening and da, 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 how are you so then they're thinking oh this okay this baby's a bit up there you know and again that might have a uh, 
that might build a picture in their mind depending on where they're coming from um and sometimes yeah it's a, it's a bit hostile it's especially as a woman so people yes. look at you they're like okay you're educated but like who do you think you are kind of thing what is she coming to teach us um mm-hmm. I mean and in some so in some cases people may be like okay I respect it she knows what she's about she's working at the UN but then some people are just like oh, this is just some small girl what her daddy maybe paid for her to go abroad and study cool and now she's coming back to tell us what but definitely being East African is such an opener and I think that's definitely is has also shaped the way I see Nigerians in the sense well that's a big generalization but in the sense that people are very open to sharing their culture to even sharing the Nigerian identity even though there's so many different cultures because they realize that you're not from you're not from there and honestly every single bolt driver here has a friend from Kenya everyone went to school with a Kenyan so it's always like oh you're from Kenya Habari or like where are you from mm. Nairobi or Uhuru Kenyatta or Barack Obama so yeah I think what Barack Obama to... <laughs> now honestly Barack Obama <laughs> so I feel like yeah what people definitely open up to is not yeah not my Britishness definitely my Kenyanness because I feel like it, it's 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 a nice point of convergence in the sense where they're not looking at me like oh we're not equal for whatever reason but it's like oh this is just another African a Kenyan I don't I don't know if it's I don't have to pretend or I don't have to form I don't have to do anything so yeah it's nice it's nice and that's actually one of the things I often mention first I find some way to show that I'm Kenyan yeah it saves me to be honest sometimes that's really in sticky situation yeah that's like really it, it's an excuse as to why maybe I don't know how to um you know <laughs> like I, I was about to say genuflect even now I don't know what to say but you know when you you kind of bend to show respect oh to elderly, yeah like it's Europa, like, like an excuse ballet. yeah exactly exactly yeah. so yeah, yeah things like that yeah but I mean and that's quite interesting as well because I guess it depends on where you are because obviously you know like my understanding is that you know that's not in all cultures either but yeah at least it's the idea that like oh we'll excuse her because she's not from here so we're not going to cut her mom and her dad for raising her badly or something Um, no literally yeah yeah. and it's it's I mean I feel like there is also a sense of yeah maybe exoticism I don't know if I can say that but um yeah just that idea of someone being different yeah um it yeah it's 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 an interesting experience because I've never had that especially being black and grown up in the in the UK um in London yeah and like you said probably yeah. compounded by the fact that you are a woman um and that is a completely mm. different podcast episode um I mean <laughs> I know I have like a ongoing thread on Twitter where I just like lament about how like Nigeria treats its women <laughs> so I can imagine that, like yeah I mean in some ways also like like you said primary identifiers but yeah you know when I'm I remember the last time I went to Nigeria or Lagos I remember thinking when was that everything uh that was 2018 um Mm -hmm. I meant to go in 2019 but I couldn't and then obviously pandemic um but yeah I remember just being so suffocated by the society Mm. like Mm. I think I knew but it'd been a while since I'd last been and just Oh yeah, it's it's just interesting that you said that as well, and like you said, kind of the the things that are projected onto you, like if you speak a certain way or you wear certain clothes, you know what I mean. Just the idea of like, oh, obviously, 
you know her, her dad or her sugar daddy or whatever I don't know yeah just, yeah 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 it's just um yeah, for sure yeah I mean like I said that's like a, I will dedicate a whole other <laughs> episode to that because I think that is something to dig into um but I thought it was really interesting how you said actually being East African is a way of like connection like there's probably something about like okay like diaspora but still African like still from the continent and I thought also what was interesting that you said that people are very open about their cultures about sharing Mm -hmm. no for sure um which I thought was really interesting but um I think early on the conversation you said like you've kind of enjoyed it more than maybe you thought you might and I was kind of wondering and this is like complete uh you know safe space but maybe some of the misconceptions or like stereotypes that you may have had before you went that have either been confirmed (laughs) or um actually not not confirmed actually I want to concentrate more on things that you thought it would be like but has surprised you in like a pleasant way yeah okay I mean I think the the main if I can say negative stereotype and I think now being in Nigeria I don't really see it as a negative is um coming from Kenya and I think this is definitely a Nigerian a stereotype about Nigerians not West Africans in the sense that you know Nigerians are strong personalities they're proud they're a proud nation um they're loud in comparison to Kenyans like (laughs) we're very we're very polite um I think we're more we, we were both colonized by the British but I think we definitely took that Englishness of being you know polite smile to your face keep it all in whereas I feel like Nigerians are way more direct and that can be a misconception or can be misperceived as aggression or arrogance or really pride in a bad in a bad way but actually I think the more I've been here you just realize actually it's very refreshing that people can just be straight up mm. in your face um and I think yeah that's I think people take Nigeria the, the strength of like generally speaking the Nigerian character whatever that is or whoever yeah. that is to be um yeah a negative like it's an indicator of someone who's bad who's proud or someone who's I don't know like a crook or someone who's I don't know just negative connotations when actually I think I I, I look at the the pride and the vibrancy of Nigeria and I'm, it, it's just so warm to me now and I think people like I said are very welcoming they're very kind there's so many genuine hard-working Nigerians it's just yeah. a tough country to live in um, oh, and I, mean, I think yeah like it's it's tough it's very very tough and the odds are literally stacked against people oh, unless yeah. you're privileged and even if you're privileged you're fighting different battles yeah. altogether you know yeah. um but that's definitely one uh, perception that has been crushed and I think that is largely to do with the fact that I also grew up in the UK and I, I got a glimpse of you know what Nigerian culture is like have Nigerian friends so that really helps I still have there's so many Kenyan expats here who are kind of like ah they're so loud they're so na 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 they're so in your face da, 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 da. but I think it's just a, that's the main culture clash that I have experienced um but one thing that I have definitely um seen because I think before this is my first time in West Africa um, and since being here I've had a chance to like travel to Accra and actually yeah Accra is the only other place I've been to in West Africa and I think what that has taught me is just that each country is so so unique and so rich and so extensive and it's actually like a disservice to kind of lump any country or I mean lump the whole region together and definitely it's such a disservice to Nigeria to lump it together because 
I think it's a line in the national anthem which kind of talks about how their di our differences make us stronger, something like that. And that's definitely something that I have I have been pleasantly surprised to see, like the distinctiveness in culture, um, not just aesthetically, but also in customs. Um, that's been really, really yeah, nice to see. That's so interesting. Yeah. Can I also just say, I did not pay Angela to say all these nice things, but obviously <laughs> I was going to let her continue speaking because it was nice to hear. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think that's really interesting. And I think, again, like what I'm hoping is like, as I have uh, conversations with different people, it's not just, you know, between Nigerians and kind of investigating that but also kind of our perceptions of one another and I agree I think that's something about how do we be more specific about yeah like different regions like you know I haven't been able to explore all of West Africa um, as much as I would have mm. loved to but you know from what I hear and like people I've met like you know I know like being from Senegal being from Ghana being from Togo being from Nigeria not the same thing like even being from mm -hmm. Nigeria is not the same thing right it depends on Literally. where you are and one of the things I wanted to ask um was kind of as a result of your job have you been able to travel around Nigeria or do you tend to yeah. kind of like be mm, and have um, has that kind of bit. do you see the different like I mean you've kind of mentioned already but you see those differences in like culture and customs and like the different ethnic groups and stuff yeah no for sure um but I think one of the things that has been that made such like the biggest difference is literally the north and southern divide um in the sense mm, yeah just like Lagos yeah. I, I, so just to give you some context I've traveled to like Bayelsa um Portakot also Nasarawa and Benue um so mainly north north central I've been in and south south um not really southwest but yeah the main difference and I think maybe because I'm a woman this is what I've really realized but just like being in Lagos, the ability to just walk out casually, especially when it comes to dress, sense of dress, um, even, yeah, even how you just comport yourself. Whereas in the North, definitely it's that, which, which is more, I would say more Muslim. So you have to be a bit more modest, you know, carry yourself a little bit differently. Um, that's, that's, those are some of the differences I've picked up, but it's been so refreshing as well, being in an area where like, you know, it's a, predominantly black obviously um well majority black and it's black I mean Christian Muslim that has also been really refreshing for me to see as yeah. well um and to yeah just to experience like you know it sounds weird but like yeah black black people practicing Islam quite freely mm. that has been really interesting mm. for me yeah really insightful uh, that's really interesting yeah. for you to say that yeah um yeah, no, that's really yeah. interesting, actually. Like, it's um, not the exception. Um, no, it's not the no, exception to be a black Muslim. It's in fact, it's it's so big. We're right now we're in Ramadan, and yeah. it's been so cool to like participate in, you know, iftar, iftars with friends as well. But just aside from that, just seeing how much society changes to cater for this um, really holy month, as opposed to being in the UK. Um, and I have so many Muslim friends, but not just seeing the contrast between yeah, a society that allows you to to yeah to freely express yeah. your religion and I yeah, guess it does depend on what maybe where you are regionally right but yeah I mm. think that's so interesting because you know one of the things um and I'm hoping it's going to be an upcoming episode where we'll talk about it a bit more but um mm -hmm. one of the things that's really interesting to me 
um, is kind of this idea of religion in Nigeria specifically, especially as someone who's Yoruba, mm. because, um, and again, I'm, spe- I'm speaking very specifically from like my experience and what I've seen of like other Yoruba people is like that kind of like multi-faith, maybe acceptance is very normal. Um, very normal. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and that's what I was saying about like your primary identifier, right? Because when I'm in Nigeria, yeah. like, yes, like obviously, as a global system fine like black people are still like you know oppressed and blah etc etc but when I'm in Nigeria doing like going around my day-to-day seeing my people I'm not thinking like oh no I'm black (laughs) you know not I think oh no I'm black but you know what I mean like it's just not the forefront of my mind and similarly like even you know one of my cousins turning around and being like oh I'm going mosque now and my other cousin turning around and being like oh I'm going church like it's not a big deal and I think it's like I think there was something very um yeah, I think it's just really interesting. And so sometimes it frustrates me when people talk about identity and society and culture without that nuance. Cause I'm like, it really does depend mm. on who you are and where you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, it's really interesting that point that you said about Ramadan, actually. I'd never, I personally hadn't thought about it, but I guess it's the same way because obviously when you're talking to family there, it is very normal for them to be like, yeah, I'm just going about my business as I would. Like, why would, <laughs> yeah. why would it be difficult for me to, celebrate um you know or experience Ramadan you know so I think that's yeah, really no, of course yeah it's really interesting no, it's it's, it's really that. really interesting and yeah it's nice I feel like it's nice and just makes you also think about the many ways at home we're like we're oppressed um yeah just uh, oppressed in in little little ways like I mean I use this example just things like you can't can't take holiday like if you're you're fasting or if you're celebrating Eid whereas here like why would you do a staff party on Friday when you know everyone's going to mosque why would you even be <laughs> like working yeah. like it's like it's as dumb as saying oh let's work on Christmas day doesn't make sense so it's nice mm. it's been a good experience very good experience learning experience that yeah. is for sure now that's really interesting like one of the other things I wanted to ask um was I know I know you said that obviously kind of leading when you meet people leading by the fact that you're East African not just East African you're Kenyan um Mm -hmm. kind of like opens up conversation and I know that you're just you know just one person and not saying that you're speaking for everyone but um I'd be really interested in knowing maybe some conversations that you've had where maybe people have you've been like that's a stereotype that is so not true like um because as you mm. said like Nigerians will be very direct and I'm sure that maybe you've had some conversations where someone has been like oh yeah like Kenyans are this and Kenyans are that and you're st- like sitting there like <laughs> uh no or, or maybe not I don't want to put words in your mouth but like have you had that experience and could you talk about it a bit um yeah no that's a good question I think I haven't had many lengthy experiences about oh this is what I thought of Kenyans because actually a lot of people know of Kenya but don't know in like a lot about Kenya in order to build like a picture about it the only things they really may know is like Uhuru Kenyatta or Joma Kenyatta if they're you know if they if they know they know but other other things I've gotten in bolts is like ah I didn't know Kenyans could be fine like this so like so much of that oh my gosh yes all the time all the time um and I think it's funny, I, I think that's also something that goes with just the, the pride and the pride that Nigerians take in their own culture and their own identity to an extent. Sometimes it feels like they think that they're only, they're only Africans 
on the whole continent <laughs> it's like <laughs> they are and to some extent to some extent there's such a big presence and culturally you know very significant to the continent so actually no I haven't had many conversations where people have brought up stereotypes about Kenya mainly just about our food our food is bland which is true compared to Nigerian food <laughs> I won't argue with that but oh other gosh. than that I think it's more of a opportunity to kind of just educate a bit more and just I mean I'm so proud of my country and I love it and it's it's nice to kind of just tell people yeah more about it and in fact actually so I just had lunch with uh with a with a friend and she's married to a Kenyan guy and we were just kind of talking about their experience she's Polish and she was talking about their experience moving to Nigeria and how it was very difficult for them to actually start at the beginning he was born in Kenya grow you know raised in Kenya etc and he was just giving an example of a lady who went to Kenya and was kind of talking in terms of infrastructure how well built up it is, you know, light, we don't really, we don't have a problem with lights going off all the time. Um, just, you know, it's just better infrastructure. And the Nigerians on her Facebook post were bashing her. They were like, nah, like, what are you talking about? So I feel like- mm, That's interesting. People, people, they don't have much of a, uh, I wouldn't say they don't have an interest outside Nigeria, but they, they know Nigeria. They know there may be some, there yeah. may be some I think Kenya somewhere. Thing. You know when it's like your um like your sibling, it's just like I can chat crap about my sibling, but you can't. It's just like Nigerians being like, <laughs> we can cuss about light, but you can't. Um but no, no that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I mean I like I said, I just I love telling people about Kenya. I feel like a lot of people just know a few things, but no, nothing to really build an image of dare I say this may be a stereotype of an Africa outside Nigeria aside from like South Africa Angela how could yeah. you no I'm joking <laughs> um but actually you know what that's perfect it's kind of like leading me on to the next um like something I kind of wanted to like get into before we start to close but it's like yeah I mean like what are some of the things um yeah because I think you know even if I think about myself like um a lot of my knowledge about Kenya is actually very specific to the sort of the global development landscape and I feel like you'll know Mm. what I mean by that but you know Mm. there's a very kind of like specific lens on East Africa within global development but I'd be really interested in knowing like maybe kind of like yeah like some of the things that yeah like you said that you'd love to share about Kenya like for people to to know about to go and like research to like dig into um yeah tell us tell us a bit more tell people like me educate the people (laughs) Oh, wow. But you see, this is a bit of a tight spot. I've been talking so much lip. Meanwhile, I... Oh, my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so I'm like, um, we have a safari. Yeah, but I think, like, it's no. fair. like, it'll still be from, like, maybe a diaspora perspective and, like, still very specific. Yeah. But I think, you know, for me, I've always found, like, all my best learnings have come from private conversation because it's now led me to, like, mm. oh, what's about this? And then you learn something else and it, and it expands. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... When I say educate, I don't mean, like, give us a like play-by-play history like historical (laughs) record of Kenya but yeah maybe just talk about some of the things that you know you have spoken about like obviously like you do you are very proud of like Kenya and and that so yeah like just some of those things that you um that are maybe like culturally specific to to you like and I feel like this is like a really silly question but like um you know even if I'm thinking about like kind of like the ethnic group landscape of Kenya and and Mm. how that differs and and stuff like that no, so that's actually what I was thinking about. I think I was just thinking what really makes me proud of being, you know, Kenyan and what do I love about Kenya? So I love 
speaking, albeit brokenly, Swahili. I think it's one of the most beautiful languages in the world, no bias. And I think it's beautiful as well because it's spoken by a few countries in East Africa. So like Uganda, Tanzania, Burundi, Rwanda, Kenya, obviously, some parts of Somalia. Um, and a lot of people obviously don't know how that came about, but obviously that's because of lots of trading um, trading routes and of course before the colonialists came and like split us up or divided the land that that's just such a it's a very common language spoken and I think it's beautiful because it anchors a lot of the ethnic groups in Kenya we also have just like you guys have the Yoruba, the Hausa, uh, the Igbo we also have our tribes um, and we also have distinct very distinct languages um, but Swahili kind of pulls us all together and I think yeah, it's a beautiful language to speak and listen to. And everyone should try and learn a few words in Swahili because we can get around a lot in East Africa if you can speak it. Um, also, I would love people just to see the vastness of Kenya in terms of, like you said, our ethnic groups. Um, so I'm from Western Kenya, which is, so my dad is Luya and my mom is Taita. She's from the coast near Mombasa, which is where I was born. And my dad is next to the border with Uganda. Um, and Luya's are quite, they're, 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 it's quite a big tribe, but Taita's are, are small, but also have a very, very rich, um, a rich culture, very distinct clothing, etc. So yeah, I think Kenya, just like, you know, some people say the South Africa is also very, diverse geographically there's places where you have mountains in the in, in the west where my dad is from we have a rainforest and very rich ecological um uh, if i want to say culture but i don't think that's the word um but landscape maybe, so much but yeah. landscape yeah exactly just around there and then of course you have the beaches then you have central kenya which is a bit colder um and all of that gives rise to so many different um like landscapes so yeah no i think Kenya's just it's just so beautiful it's super chilled like some of the most beautiful um landscapes you'll ever see the food may be bland but <laughs> if you go to eastern <laughs> Kenya we also have pepe for all my West Africans um yeah no it's it's a stunning place it's a stunning oh, that's place amazing. yeah um yeah I got to go to Nairobi for work but I had I didn't even get to see Nairobi like that because I was just like yeah working <laughs> when did you go um, I went end of 2019 so literally just before pandemic hit oh, I know wait, I think I know this maybe well, but look like you, you said Kenya 2021 I think so yes there. I did yes I said I'm staying with you so yeah no everyone is coming yes you are Everyone's yeah I, I do this year, thing where I just like invite myself to like people's countries and houses because I'm like I have nowhere else to stay so I might as well stay with you <laughs> no yeah you're coming you're coming for sure no, that'd be really great I'd love to um yeah see a bit a bit more um no this was really interesting and like hopefully there'll be like opportunities to kind of like expand on this conversation I'm hoping um yeah like I'm hoping people have like learn a bit I think it was really interesting hearing you speak about kind of you're like you said the sort of vastness um of Kenya and then also your experience in Nigeria which was really interesting um to kind of hear a quote unquote like outsider um, and I know, especially considering you have kind of traveled around the country, um, which is probably more than like even people like myself um, and maybe some people in Nigeria itself. So, yeah, no, thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that. That was really good. Um, before I close, uh, or like before I 
yeah kind of like end the conversation I always ask my guests a question um which is what is something that you would tell your younger self and that can either be related to kind of the themes of what we've spoken about or just something much more general so yeah um I would tell her to keep up her first for consuming other cultures don't get um don't get overwhelmed but don't don't be boxed in um, thinking that your culture is the one, the end and be or be open to, to learning more about the cultures. That's what I would tell her. Oh my God, Angela, I love that. Like you have literally said everything that I feel. And that's again, what this, <laughs> no, no, honestly, like this is honestly what this podcast and this platform is for, because I think there is something about like you said, looking outside yourself. Like, I think you can have pride about your culture and your identity, but also know that there's a world out there um, to learn from. And I think particularly, like, Black communities all around the world. Like, there is so Mm -hmm. much richness. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm a bit obsessed with it. It's kind of weird. But, (laughs) yeah, oh, my God, Angela, thank you so much. This was a brilliant conversation. You're one of my favourite people. I stand you hard. Um, I believe in giving people their flowers while they're alive to spell them. So I just want to say that oh, publicly. Thank like, you, girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, thanks so much. And yeah, I can't wait to see you in Nigeria, Kenya or London. We'll see. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like that. No, thank you for having me. This is such a great platform. And you are awesome. Thank you so much. For thanks, Angela. Me. <laughs> Bye.